Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. Hello, Mr. Bull. Hello, Mr. Red Dog, is it? You're a steel worker. L train. L train, L train, that's right. There you did the red dog for a little bit. How dare you? L dog. This, this is the good stuff. Could it be any other stuff? It's the literature and film podcast at Mitchell High School. I had a few kids asking me about letting film for next year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, yeah. Take, take it over. Three sections. Yeah, we'll see. That's what I'm pulling for. Be from zero to three in one short year. Feast and famine. So, so. it'll be good stuff. Then we actually have a. a I want to have as for many a, sections of the class as we have listeners. Three. <laughs> this is our list of shame movie podcast. I feel like we've done this before. I know. And there's this weird feeling of deja vu. Yeah. My shame you can is. say that again. My major shame associated with this podcast is the fact that we spent an hour and a half last week recording it and that I lost it promptly. Yeah. So we're having to redo this. It, That's pretty shameful. Did you feel so full of shame that you went out and corrected any of these glaring yeah. oversights in your filmography? No, just in what I was going to say about it. Huh. I had Kurt Russell in Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that dude, that's a That pained me the most of that everything was, that you said. Because that's my fifth. That's my number five. And this, we're doing a list of top five list of shame movies. Mm-hmm. Roadhouse is on there. Now, you already knew that. Yes. So, if I was going to correct it and go back and make this like a seamless thing, like we mm-hmm. didn't, I, I didn't make the hideous mistake of erasing or whatever happened to the podcast, I would change that pick. I'm sticking with it. Because that's probably the, the, the one movie that I feel that I'm most shamed, ashamed of not now, having seen. Now, what's the reason for the shame? Is oh, that yeah. our podcast that listeners should go back and listen to on 80s action films? <laughs> no, Where it's just one a... of us two named it their number one film. <laughs> we won't spoil that bit. No, your your opinion of these movies has no bearing on whether or not. <laughs> I just felt I would have had to cash in my or turn in my man card if I hadn't seen Roadhouse, and I haven't. So I feel somewhat emasculated, and that's why it's shameful. That's how I approach this list. What am I most ashamed of? There's a lot of movies on the list of top 100 movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed that I haven't seen them. Like, I'm not ashamed that I haven't seen Gone with the Wind all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I have no interest in it. But what do you do when someone brings up the film and they start talking about it? I haven't seen that. Oh, you, you, you will bust out with, uh, uh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Sure. Uh, no, maybe not. Just when I was doing but my shame... Not. Generally, I, I do the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's why it's a list of shame. I kind of agree, or maybe you've seen a scene from it. It's not a list. talked about, and you just focus the conversation on that little bit that you know. You don't want to be left completely out of the conversation? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a better conversation if you admit to never having seen it. And, like, who are you ashamed to? Like, you're ashamed of not having seen it, but who really cares if I haven't seen the... Roadhouse. Nobody really cares, right? Um, maybe you think maybe, people judge me. Maybe this all goes Stop back judging me to my psychology and the way I think of things. So one of my tricks when I was younger was 
I didn't try to become an expert on anything, but I tried to know like two or three really interesting facts. So if I ran up against someone who knew a whole lot about the subject, you would let them talk and talk and talk, and then you'd throw in your one or two bits of trivia, and everyone else I always thought would go, oh, that guy knows about this really well, too. <laughs> Until they started asking you questions. Yeah, but I, I, I just know these three little bits, uh, plus whatever the guy just said. How does that work out for you? Pretty well. People think I'm much smarter than I am. <laughs> I've, I've, I've realized that the quieter you are, the smarter people think you are. The less you have to say. What, what is it? Mark Twain said, uh, better to be thought of a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. This might be a good theory of living your life. It seems to have done you well so far. I've gotten here. There you go. So, all right. So, so you're number one, or you're, you're number five. Right, that was Roadhouse. Roadhouse. The classic Patrick Swayze bouncer film. Plus, I don't like laughing at the illusions in Family Guy (laughs) without having seen the whole movie. They do a lot of Roadhouse references. They do a few, yeah. Well, they might do a lot, and some of them are going (laughs) over there. They go right. So, yeah. There you go. Roadhouse. (laughs) Uh, my number five is Raging Bull. I think we talked about this. At you haven't seen Raging Bull? What's the matter with you? Yeah, me and uh, Mr. Deering. You could have you could have fixed that. I could have, yeah. And that kind of bothers me I haven't. Yeah. I mean, I've sought out all the other Bull movies. Are there others? There's Red Bull. It's a drink, though. Bull Durham. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing it. Oh, that's, that's a great baseball movie. movie. Whatever. I don't really like baseball movies. It's got the Costner. Do I like baseball movies? No. What other baseball movies are there? Or bang the drum slowly. Field of Dreams. The Sandlot. Is that, is that a baseball game? A, a baseball movie? Field of Dreams? It's got baseball in it. It counts. Oh, if it just has baseball in it, it counts? How, how much baseball do you need? I think it would have to be about baseball. Right. The Sandlot. That's a good movie. I don't think it's Rookie about of the year. baseball. Little bit like Rookie of the Year. What the crap? Rookie. Oh, you never saw Rookie of the Year? Was it Disney? Yeah, this kid falls and breaks his arm. So he's in a I cast all summer, and that. the tendons tighten up, and now he's able to throw 95 mile an hour. Uh, I have seen that. Until he uh, falls going out to the mound in like the playoffs, and he has to strike out the big league hitter with the floater. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. 20 well, years in the making. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, love me some Rookie of the Year. Wow. Yeah, does it work if I've seen a movie and I forgot that I saw it because it was so forgettable? <laughs> does it count as a... Well, no, I'm not sure. You don't like Major League? I think I like Major League. I didn't like Major League 2. Is that because they replaced Wesley Snipes and didn't tell anyone? Was he in jail or something? He just refused to do it. He was only in one of them. What was his name? Fast Willie Jackson or yeah. something? Willie... You know why they had his character be able to steal bases? Just apparently the only athletic thing he could do was run fast. Oh, he can't throw? Couldn't throw, they said. Couldn't catch. Couldn't hit. So they just always had to like have scenes of him stealing bases because he could run. It's a lot of strain on him. Is it? You yeah. think that actors would be able to act? I mean, he's a vampire hunter, right? Or yeah. a vampire? I mean, apparently martial arts, very talented, looks great on film doing it. But he's had to do other athletic movies. And he's been horrible. Like, a huh. white man can't jump. Apparently, he was atrocious. 
and they would have to film and film and film until he would just get lucky and get a ball in. Really? Yeah. White man can't jump, black man can't play. <laughs> huh. Apparently uh, Woody Harrelson, great basketball player. Oh, there's the ultimate irony, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Still, after all the baking that he's done? I don't know, now. Pretty good actor, though. I enjoy it. So that was your number five. That's my number five, Raging Bull. Raging Bull, and it's got Bull right in the name. I know. Jeez. And it's boxing. I like boxing. I like Scorsese. You haven't seen uh, Bianca Valles or whatever that bullfighting movie is. Oh, I can't watch The Murder of My Family. <laughs> number five, uh, number four for me, I've never seen Metropolis. Fritz Lang's uh, 19... 19- 28? I'm sorry, most people haven't seen the whole thing either. Yeah, but if I'm a film buff and I'm teaching film, I've actually taught part of Metropolis. And I like science fiction. And it refers back to so many other things. And I really like Fritz Lang. All those reasons. Metropolis is my number four. I haven't seen it either. I don't feel bad, though. Like I, I, I think I'll go and watch it when they finally rediscover all of it. It's just yeah. not worth it when every five years or so they find another 40 seconds. So it wasn't worth it to, oh, I, I don't want to give this one away either. Because what's your number four? Star Wars. It wasn't worth it when they, when they went back and redid parts of Star Wars and re-released it. Apparently 1995's re-release mm-hmm. of the Star Wars trilogies, 95, 96, 97, I guess, was really what sparked this incredible interest in it. The I mean, fanboys, the fanboy craze began there, because the original the original people who saw the Star Wars movies are my age. We're mm-hmm. not we're not fanboys. Like I saw it when I was ten. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's the people who are twenty in their twenties and thirties that had access to it. I mean, if it was coming out in ninety five, I was eleven. So I mean, I, and, and a lot of my friends. Of my age. This is why you refuse to go really see it. Have gone into it. You're a Trekkie? No, I've, I've seen all the Star Trek movies but the first one. Oh, um, you haven't seen the original Star I Wars. Seen, and I haven't seen any of the Star Wars. So you've there seen, was no reason I hadn't seen the Star Wars. I mean, I've seen bits and parts. And then I got into college and I had some roommates who just loved the Star Wars. And they're like, it's the greatest science fiction ever. I'm like, well, what about Blade Runner? I haven't seen it. You haven't what seen about the, the thing? You haven't, haven't seen, seen the Star Wars. Yeah, the thing it. that counts as science fiction. Isn't that just a horror that? thing? Uh, I mean, it's weird. Like, where do you put Predator then? Because that's got a lot of suspense and terror, and people are getting killed. But do you call that a horror movie? No. It's got, got the serial that killer that's know. like Jason Voorhees, except he's got alien technology. Well, there is that 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 uh, codependent theme of isolation. That's in that's in all those uh, sci-fi movies. It's, it's like a condensed or a very intense mm-hmm. uh, setting that's isolated from society. So it would have all of the elements. It's just one set in the jungle, the other one set in the Arctic. Most of the science fiction set in space. So yeah, I mean, there's also aliens coming in from somewhere. I guess that would be another. Maybe Common we should theme. talk about science fiction films one day. Have we? we? I think we've done. I don't believe we should have. It's it's in my top five of all genres. 
to my top five movie genres. That's why I'm ashamed I haven't seen Metropolis. And you haven't seen the Star War. Yeah, I'm uh, well, not real excited about the next one. Dude, you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy not to be... I mean, you're excited about freaking Avatar. But you won't be excited about... You were excited about Interstellar. Yeah. You're excited about... You're excited about... I guarantee you Interstellar is a better film than what Star Wars is going to be. You guarantee that? Well, it's all subjective either way. I don't think Star Wars is the best science fiction film coming out next year. Jurassic World. Come on. That's what I'm excited about. Jurassic Park 3 was horrible. Yes. That doesn't mean Jurassic World's going to be horrible. All right. I'm just saying. Halloween 3 was horrible. Four was a return. You're, to you're, form. you're, you're, <laughs> all right. Granted, it's, Halloween 3 didn't have Michael Myers in it. It's ridiculous for us to have this conversation because we're basically on, I mean, you're steadfast in your belief that the movie's going to be horrible without them even having released one minute of it. Maybe one minute. Okay, honestly, I watched that teaser and I went, <laughs> Yeah, but you, I, I was, I, I, honestly, I was nonplussed about it. I went, yeah, it, it, it all right, it, 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 whatever. Well, what appeals to you about the teaser trailer? It, it's not George Lucas. <laughs> it's taken this world, this this sort of mythological uh, world of of um, it's sort of set in a mythical past, but it's they have futuristic technology. It's taking all of that and applying something new to it with people that have real creativity that aren't hacks that aren't just I think they're going to come up with something original that fits and instead of trying to to sort of shoehorn some complicated you know hero's journey for for uh, Darth Vader into it and then come up with this ridiculous set of uh three prequels now you got someone that's taking hold of the source material and they're going to be have an original approach to it. It's going to have all the cutting edge technology that you're so obsessed with. I mean, I like the, for that reason alone, I can't believe you wouldn't want to say that. Well, I mean, the only thing I think I've never liked Star Wars that much. Yeah, but it's being directed by JJ Abrams, who a lot of people said completely screwed up the Star Trek films. Did you see the Star Trek film? I did. Do you agree? I didn't mind him as action. That's films. my point. I didn't I, love him, but no. But I'm not saying that you need to be all excited and jazzed up about it. But for you to be like, "Nah, this is going to be horrible. It's going to suck. It's not going to be the best Star Wars. It's not going to be the best science fiction." There's no way for you to know that. I know, but I don't always have to go see the biggest action-packed film. Really, that comes you dragged me to Man of Steel. <laughs> you went that with was horrible. Willing. But like Hobbit, that's huge CGI <sighs> and. Ugh. I went, I saw it for the eye candy once, but this next one coming out, not terribly interested. And right. like you said, you're not going to go see it. It's not a movie I would go to by myself. I think you're breaking bad on Star Wars. I think you're breaking bad on my Star Wars. Yeah, I've been working on this for the last 14 years. No, I think that you're like my my uncle that refuses to take the steps that his, he and his, uh, my grandpa were working on. I think Star Wars is he got terribly mad. He says, I'm never going to work up these steps. And, he, and he's 60 years old. He's probably 70 years old trying to 
crawl up the the, the porch because he won't use those steps. It's all out of stubbornness and ridiculousness. But all right. Well, we, we will have to see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Star Wars does when that comes out here in, what, a year? But what do you care, really? You went and saw Interstellar without... I'll still read what the critics say about it. You will? So you'll read what the critics say, and you'll look at the teaser trailers, and you'll follow that. And yeah, I'll watch all the trailers. I'm not going to do that, either. I don't like the way they do trailers now, and I... Like, the teaser trailer I didn't mind, because it seemed like it didn't give away too much of it. But then when I went back and looked at the Whiplash trailer... I had the whole movie in it, mm-hmm. all the key points, all the all the key turns. Not all of them, but a lot of them, and it just irritated me. If I had seen that trailer beforehand, I would have been miffed going into the theater and seeing that movie. When it's probably been one of the top five movie experiences I've had. All right, that's fair enough. I just I need I need to see more. If I have any right. open game jazz, which is what I've seen. Ooh, the right. lightsaber has sword guards or handle guards. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know that. I heard that those were like exhausts. No one knows. Uh, it's, uh, I don't think, I think they ooh. know. Yeah, they know. But, I mean, the fanboys who are speculating. I'll tell you what else is good about it. Um, Adam Driver. Okay. What was the movie that we saw with Scott and uh, Kyle, I guess, and Pete? Uh, this is where I leave you. Yeah, he was the best part of that movie. He was good. He's pretty good. I like the Bateman. Bateman's all right. He's not in Star Wars. All right. Fair enough. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. All right, you're number number three. Are we on two? Yeah, I like Oscar Isaac too. Oh, the, sh- the shame is piling up. Did you see Attack the Block? I did. Did you not like that? Yeah, it wasn't that great. I didn't see it. But the black guy that's in Star Wars is... Oh, that's the same one? Yeah. From, from what I understand. And I think he was also in Sunvale Station or something like that. Yeah, I never... Uh, Freeville Station. Yeah. <laughs> Sunny Free. I, I didn't see that last year. Um, right. I mean, that guy, he was fine and attacked the blog, but... I don't know. All right, whatever. <laughs> Here in a couple weeks, I'll have a ranking on Attack the Block. That's one of the 70, 175 films I've seen this year. Wait, you're going to rank the movies that came out... I've been ranking all the movies I've seen this year, so it's yeah, at the block gonna, is somewhere else. When, when we do our end of the year review, we rank the top whatever movies. Oh, it won't be in anywhere near the top. No, no, no. I'm saying you're going to include all the movies that you've seen all year. You're not going to you're not no, going to no. limit them to 2014. I'm going to limit it to 2014, but I've been recording every movie I've seen for the first time. But Inside Lewin Davis is going to fit into your yes. into your consideration. Yes, now, because what, we saw it. So what? It's in January, when it it was the first time we could have seen it was in January. We saw it the day it came out in theaters around here. All right. Fair enough. I went to Richmond to try to see it. And you failed? I wound up seeing... I wound up not seeing uh, that Nebraska. Because that was the movie that was at the, like movie show house or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was in Richmond for some other reason. I'm like, let me go see if this, like the bird theater or something. I can't remember. Let me see if this movie's at this theater. So I plugged it into my Garmin and I drove over there and it was the Nebraska. <laughs> and I was like, eh, let me, I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. And then it let out mm-hmm. and I saw a whole bunch of old people leaving the theater. I was like, 
You did end up seeing Nebraska in theaters, right? I did. I did see it. My dad saw it, and then he told me to go see it. He thought it was great. I went and saw it. Yeah, it was all right. Wasn't that great? Nebraska. Yeah, that might have been the last place of all the best pictures that came out last year for me. I can't remember, but we're on my list of shame. Yeah, and number yeah. three for me is Charlie Chaplin's The Kid. Ooh. Directed by Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Produced by Charlie Chaplin, written by Charlie Chaplin, starring Charlie Chaplin and Jackie Coogan. Young Jackie Coogan. When he was a kid. Did he go on to do anything? Yeah. Went on to do some other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he was in uh, Little Rascals. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, I think it originally came out in the 28, 20, something like that, but it was re-released... 1971, and Charlie Chaplin wrote the music for it. He's all over this movie. And you feel bad that... So you... Uh, yeah, it goes back to the Yeah, because if I'm supposed to be a film buff, or if I'm supposed to know film, I should know film from all eras, I think. I've, I see it as a shameful hole in my movie knowledge. My lack of... Um, experience with the silent movies and that whole era. Like I've seen little bits and pieces of a whole lot of them, Yeah, but I haven't really, except for Battleship Potemkin. I sat down and watched that all the way through. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, most silent films I've seen bits and parts of and heard them talked about in documentaries or read about them. There are only a few I've seen the whole thing of, no, I mean, I wish I was more knowledgeable, but I also wish I was more knowledgeable about films from the 1930s. Really? Like what? I was abused from a chain gang? Yeah, you've got all those, the exploitation films, uh, Woman on the Run, um, was it uh, so you, My Man Godfrey? You say you're I more ashamed of that? or uh, No, I wish, I just wish so I knew similar about that. Yeah, that. I just... I mean, it's kind of a whole... I mean, most of the films I know pick up in the 40s and then... But those movies are not ranked high according to their impact on um, other movie makers or even, like, in the list of AFI's top 100 films. So, these are movies I took from... Like, Metropolis is way up there. I mean, the 30s was a weird time because they were figuring out a lot of stuff about movie making. A lot of stuff worked, a lot of stuff didn't. Well, yeah, a lot of it. And then when... Yeah, well... I, I don't like I saw it happen one night and whatever I liked it as a historical piece I've seen some of those uh, bringing up baby love me some bringing up baby just good but it's still got the screwball stuff and I like screwballs uh, I was actually thinking I was listening to Tom Cruise on the Nerdist really and he was talking and I thought that's weird Tom Cruise doesn't podcast much he doesn't but i mean this is like an hour-long interview and he's an interesting guy i thought it would be interesting to plug tom cruise into all of cary grant's old movies just to me i think he is cary grant like the persona he has he could have done all of cary grant's film oh yeah north by northwest sort of debonair no you think i think cary grant's a little wispy you don't think 
Tom Cruise would be interesting and bring a baby. If they ever did a remake, I'd love to see him and bring a baby. I'd no, love to see some Tom Cruise. I don't know who you would get to uh, play the Audrey Hepburn role. Scarlett Johansson. I don't know if she could do it. That's my go-to. Maybe Emma Stone. It's a little young, though. There's, a, there's an age discrepancy. too big. I like some Emma Stone. Ugh. Whatever. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I haven't just, really thought about bringing up baby remakes, but I just I, I thought I'd like to see Tom Cruise huh. a remake of Bringing Up Baby. But they'd ruin it, ruin it. They'd ruin that. They'd I'd, ruin I'd love to see him doing a screwball comedy. I think he could do a screwball comedy. Well, Sylvester Stallone certainly can. <laughs> Is that Oscar? Yeah, third screwball. You've not seen Oscar? I saw Oscar when I was a kid. All right. I probably should go back. And yeah, put it back on your list of shame. <laughs> Uh, my number three is Annie Hall, another comedy. Right. Um, I just feel bad that I haven't seen more Woody Allen films. I've seen very few Woody Allens. Really? You feel bad about that? Yeah. I, I've started working on my Woody Allen films. I saw Magic Start in the Moonlight work, or, last night. Started working on your Woody, huh? Yeah, started working on it. And that's got Emma Stone, and she's wonderful in it. Yeah, but uh, you start with a 2014 movie. Written and directed somewhere. by the 87-year-old Woody Allen. And you're going to work your way backwards to Annie Hall. Once a year, you're going to watch a Woody Allen yeah. movie. So it'll only take me, like, 70 years. Don't you think uh, he's still pretty prolific, though? He's he's I mean, doing at least a film a year. That's what I think his pace is. I don't think he's trying to do more than that. Some of them are not really that good, though. No, but he does them for cheap. He gets them in on time. He wins awards. I don't know if he makes any money on them. I mean, someone's making money somewhere. They're not, like, tearing up the box office. Yeah, but it's one of those you know what you're going to do on. Um, you seen any of Annie Hall? Uh, the part where he's in line for the movie theater and the person behind him is talking about how pretentious this is. <laughs> and he pulls the critic out. Yeah. I've seen that bit. It's pretty funny. It's it's some, it's it's pretty funny stuff. There's some pretty funny. If you buy into that, uh, it isn't walking in it. Uh, I don't know. I saw it two or three years ago, but there's spaces and gaps in between. And it. you didn't call me? <laughs> no, <sighs> I didn't know this was on your list of shame. And I think it was on like HBO or something. Or well, get over there, get <laughs> quick, bring the popcorn. Post haste. I can't remember why I was watching it. Maybe it was like the film spotting podcast was doing some. Sacred Cow or something, I can't remember, but it was, uh, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible, it wasn't great, I don't really, I don't like the goofy sort of meta aspects of it sometimes, like the Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks type stuff that's in some of that movie. I don't know, I've got to see it. Anyway. All right. Good luck. Have fun. Is <laughs> <laughs> that number two? No, that was uh, three. Three. Number two. Jeez. You're number two. Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, this, this pains me the most, I think, of anything on your list. Directed by David Lean. Oh, such a good film. I don't know. 20 minutes of him riding on that bicycle or motorcycle at the beginning was the, that's all I needed to not watch it. Oh, it gets, uh, it gets so much better from there. I mean, the, yeah, it gets the, better than the, the 20 the, minutes the, of him riding on a motorcycle. It's not 20 minutes. And there are, there are opening credits. After that? During that. No. Oh, okay. It, it's, 
you know how highly I think of this. I know it was one of your favorite films. I think it's the greatest film ever made. Well, it's near the top of my list of shame. So it's not at the top. No, there's something. Well, there's a couple that are even higher. I don't know. Gotta go see it. I I have access to it. I can watch it anytime I want. I just don't want to spend three and a half hours of like. I don't know, 1970s now then revision. Mr. Lumsden got to see it on the bid screen. Oh, yeah. Would I, that change your opinion? Just to me, this yeah. is the number one no, film. definitely. If, if you said you can pick any film and we're going to screen it for you in a movie theater, you get that experience, what film? I would want to do Ooh. this. I hadn't even thought about that. I'd want to, I, I think it would look even better. It's 70 millimeter. It was amazing. Oh, you see 2001. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, The Shining. Or not The Shining. Yeah, The Shining. Shining? Might see 2001. <laughs> I was thinking Godfather. It'd be interesting on a bit screen. Yeah, I hear that originally, the original print of it was really, really dark, and they've kept some of that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I when you go and see some of these old it. films screened, it, it is striking how different they feel. Um, I saw Dirty Dancing in college with my wife. We I went know. to go see it. But I'd always seen it. My mom used to watch it when we come on TV, and it was the 4 by 3 ratio. Like pan and scan. I had never seen it widescreen, Ooh, so... You didn't get the full effect. But, I mean, I knew the movie, and so some of these dance sequences, all of a sudden, it's much wider. So it opened your mind. It must have really blown your mind. It, it was interesting. Wow. You got to see the music and the dancing. Yes. I was one of two guys in the theater. <laughs> There were a lot of single women with their Diet Coke and small popcorn. (laughs) Holding hands. Oh, it was weird. And then then there were certain lines. I didn't know that these are such iconic lines. Everyone in the audience would shout Nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah. I alluded to that today. There was a kid in my class who was standing in the corner. I was like, Haley, get out of the corner. He goes, why? I said, nobody puts Haley in the corner. (laughs) Some kid laughed. One kid, the smart kid in class. Everybody else is like, whoa, cell phone. That's the voice my students make or use, all of them. Cell phone. That's how I think a student's sad. Oh, that's funny. So no, no David Lean for you. No Peter O'Toole. No, I'll see. It's on my list of shame. I just don't want to. I just want to carve out three and a half hours. Maybe during Christmas break, I'll watch it. Oh, you need to, to answer a- your question. I would much rather see it in the movie theater, if only to have that. To be, I can't watch anything at home without getting up every five minutes to let the dogs out, to go to the bathroom, get something to drink. I hate that constant interruption. So it does change the whole movie experience. The whole movie going experience if you actually go to a movie. If you stay in and watch it, like the Homesman, I had to. It took me five hours to watch. Oh, so yeah, you movie. need to be able to watch it once sitting in. Right, and, and, and there's a like double. There's an excellent movie to do as a double feature with Lawrence of Arabia. There's the there's the palate cleanse. Go watch the Stuntman afterwards with Peter O'Toole. Okay. Oh, it's good. I'll once they do that double feature, I'll make sure that I. Yeah, you got you got to put him in because the, the roles he plays just it, it's so great, and you have to know Lawrence of Arabia when you watch the stuntman. All right. 
I'll he plays this ego maniacal director who stops at nothing to get his film made. All right. <laughs> there you go. It's on my list. Uh, my number two, I feel very shameful about not seeing this, uh, Schindler's List. Yeah, that's sad. We talked about Schindler's List today in class, too. Same class. Do you guys get any work done? No. That's all we do is talk about movies. No, because there's a lot of themes and a lot of images. I was telling them there's an image in that movie that has stuck with me for 25 years. The girl in the red coat? Uh-uh. No, I don't want to say it, but it there's another image in The Homesman. I was talking to them about The Homesman. Actually, this is all in relation to the Tilly Olson short story, I Stand There Ironing, which is like a feminist. Mm, you can read it as a feminist tract, and you can read The Homesman as a uh, like a feminist revisionist uh history of westerns okay and uh there's some imagery in that homesman where like i i it it, i get i like kind of audibly gasped i was like holy crap wow and then still stuck with me it's still like haunting my these images like haunt me and there's a similar image in Schindler's List, so... I think there are going to be lots of haunting images in Schindler's List, and I think that's one of the reasons I just haven't gotten around to it, because it's like, ah, it's a three and a half hours, it's not a happy-go-lucky film. Why is it so high on your list, then? It's Steven Spielberg. I mean, apparently it's just amazingly well-crafted. It's one of those films everyone should see, but you're probably only going to watch once, because it's yeah, a difficult seen it in 25 film. years, yeah. It's just hard on a Saturday night. It's like, oh, what movie am I going to watch to relax? Oh, let's right. put on that Schindler's List. Yeah, there is no relaxing with that thing. Yeah, it was like, you know, 12 Years a Slave. It's just brutal yeah. the whole time. Passion of the Christ. Those are films I'm probably only ever going to see once. There was a lot of uh, the craft of filmmaking in uh, 12 Years a Slave that I appreciated watching it while, or noticing it while I was watching it. Like, some of the way they use lighting and cinematography and the way they cut on certain things. Like in that Holmesman last night, there were a lot of editing choices. Not last night, it was the night before. It was sometime this weekend I watched it. All right, Dave. There were some editing choices that I was just like, whoa. They're like quick fades and like quick responses mm-hmm. when the movie itself is paced so slowly that it just like they stuck out. As a, I don't know, mis- miscues or like playing a bad note on a piano oh, okay. concerto or something. So I don't often notice. You're making me films. eager to go watch the home. Yeah, there's some of those images I was like, oh, <laughs> just makes me feel a little. Now I'm a little less. <laughs> I would think that would make you to go more. It's also interesting to, to think about that. Highly of my care. <laughs> Your character speaks no one highly of Tony doesn't think we like each other. Uh, my wife? No. Uh, <laughs> Just because you are a character doesn't mean that you have character. <laughs> All right. So number one for me, actually two movies I cheated. Wow, the shameth runneth over. I should be shamed of that, too. I have not seen all the way through... Doctor Strange Love or how I oh. learned to stop worrying about the bomb. And I also haven't seen I don't think any bit of Spartacus. Except for the line, I am Spartacus. No, I am Spartacus. No, I am Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Yeah. Shameful. Oh. 
both of them directed by Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick is the big glaring uh, omission in my film oeuvre. With as much of a fan as you are of Stanley Love Kubrick. Kubrick. You haven't seen that, Barry Lyndon? I have seen... I, wa- I didn't like Barry Lyndon that much. I've, I've seen parts of it was way too slow to hold my interest. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll move on to the next thing. But then Barry Lyndon doesn't have the same... I don't know... Uh, the same impact in terms of movie making. It's not as high on the list as... Uh, how I lived to start, or how I learned to live. Oh, you got it the first time. I was so proud of you. Dr. Strangelover, how I... Learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Yeah. How I lived to stop worrying about it. You got the first time. I was so proud. Yeah. This is why we do the repeat podcast. (laughs) I think I might have gotten it right on the last show. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's like the Tootsie Roll commercials. Spartacus was the one that I told... uh, uh, Dave or Mr. Teacher, whatever, I don't know, one of those guys that serves co host <laughs> that we haven't seen in a long time because he's no longer here. I told him about it. He was like, What? That was the one that shocked him the most. I think. You haven't seen Spartacus. Yeah. Huh. It's such a good movie. I know, Dave. That's why it's at the top of my list. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he had just seen it, so that's the other. He had finally gone around to it. Oh, I don't know. Really? He hadn't seen it before? Well, I, I, no, I just, that would be no, the No, no, I think he had just watched it. Maybe not just Oh, rewatched it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, he just saw it like, the day before. Wow, that's a great movie. I can't believe you haven't <laughs> seen it. I saw it last night. Hey, Dave, what's that DVD in your car that says Return to Blockbuster? Yeah. Or the library. Yeah, now. Uh, my number one, and I feel bad about this because you've taught it in the film class before. And I've always had to just kind of nod along, like, oh, yeah, yeah, You faked your way through it. Just quietly, yeah. You were in the closet about not knowing this movie. And I don't know why I haven't seen it. Probably most of my students have seen it. Now you're ready to come out of the the shame closet, and... It's up. uh, That makes me feel down. (laughs) I I don't know what it is about the movie I, there's no reason why I haven't watched it I want to watch it you should I've heard nothing but good things about it's it good stuff and uh, Pixar Pixar yeah I, I've liked everything I've seen from Pixar yep it's got Doug the dog in it it's got awesome. like him. so much humor associated with Doug the dog the cone of shame cones <laughs> <laughs> uh, of shame are always funny yeah they are Good stuff. Man. Yeah, I gotta. I've gotta go watch this film. The first ten minutes. I'm sure you've heard this before. The first ten minutes before the titles. I think. Or maybe it's over the titles, but it encapsulates this old man's entire life, and sort of sets the stage for why he's on this journey. It's pretty tear jerking stuff, man. Oh yeah. Um, it it wrenches the 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 blood right out of your heart. You have a heart. This is the Pixar film. It was um, a girl's uh, make-a-wish that she get to see the film. To watch the movie? Yeah, to see the film. It wasn't going to be released for a couple months, but she was, like, real sick with cancer. And when huh. Pixar heard about it, they sent a guy out with a VHS tape. Wow. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was that or DVD. But, I mean, he, he went to the girl's house, showed her the movie, and she died the next day. Wow. Yeah. 
So it's always been one of those. I'm like, oh, that's so sad. That should be at the top. Of yeah, knowing it, it, that. It, it, it was a five year old's final wish. How I think that's the Pixar film. What? How would? How would they? How would she? Uh, maybe. Well, I mean, she had watched other Pixar films. It. it but, it's a, it was an original thing. It might right? be Toy Story 3. I don't know. <laughs> it's, one of the, it's a good story. Who either, cares right? what the, the details? The details died. just get in the way of a good story. <laughs> it's got to be I'm Toy Story sure 3. It can't be up. How would you even know? Maybe it was The Incredibles. <laughs> Rather too. She wouldn't know. It's got to be Toy Story 3. Wait, you think she was so sick that Pixar just brought any film and we're like, here's our new film. I can't believe her getting all jazzed up about a movie that no one's heard of, that no one had seen. Oh, no, heard. no. People were... Pixar always puts out their stuff way early. Huh. Teasers and so I just saw the teaser for their new film. What would your Make-A-Wish be? Uh, to go to Broadway for a week. To go to where? Broadway? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I figure wish for what you would do if you won the lottery. Right. That's kind of the it. Oh, well, clearly. <laughs> just a week. Man, that was such bad timing. You had to ask me that question. What would you do if you won the lottery? And I just watched that documentary on Broadway. <laughs> right, Broadway? right. This is what we know, what is known as revisionist podcasting. <laughs> yeah. No, that was the first thing on your list. <laughs> you were very serious about it. Oh, yeah, the lottery's up to $251 million. Yeah, did you buy a ticket? Yeah. Oh, you showed how evil you were, though, on that. Oh, really? Because you... No, just on that? Well, right now, see, you're laughing right away. When I said this, you managed to stifle in that first laugh, and instead you hit me with the nod, so I went on. I gave some details, and then... Oh, you just nibbled the hook, man. Oh, yeah. You, you... No, I'm not going to really... What would you thinking? do if you won the lottery? One of the things I think would be uh, go to Broadway that's you, for that, a week. That's you hitting hmm. the bait. That's you hitting the bait. <laughs> Talk a little more than just the roar of laughter. And oh no! Oh, that's gonna pull the hook. And oh, someone's now casting the evil eye upon. Oh, that's hilarious. It's good stuff. That's your make a wish. Yeah. All right. What would be your make a wish? Super Bowl. Go see the Super Bowl. Maybe. I think that's one of the most overhyped sports events. I think it's so much better to watch it at home. Yeah, you're probably right. I went to an NFL playoff game and left it and went back to my uh, hotel room and watched it from there. It was cold. It was ridiculous. I don't even know if we went in. No, we were going to try to scalp tickets. Hmm. We went down there. It was the uh, first year, I think, that the Carolina Panthers were in the playoffs. Ooh, 96, I believe. It's so weird that... When I think of, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers, I think of them as, like, brand-new teams. Yeah, they came in the 90s. They both made the playoffs their second year in the league. Went down there. We're going to scalp some tickets from somebody, and they were, like, charging this incredible amount of money. Like, screw it. (laughs) We went back to the hotel room. Some of the guys went. I think they paid 50 bucks each. It's like, six of us there. I think four of them went in. To the game. So, I don't know. Uh, and Carolina won that game. Yeah, probably wouldn't, it wouldn't be Super Bowl because it doesn't, unless my team was in, then I don't really have a team now. So, I don't know if I have a make-a-wish then. To have World Tech peace. win the championship? Well, see, you can't wish like that. You can't wish well, on Why fate. not? Well, make-a-wish is something that can actually be done. 
You go to Disney World, you go hang out with uh, go, go uh, Alex Cornish. Go to the Netherlands to see the author of your favorite of your girlfriend's favorite book. Who's that? Fault in Our Stars, man. Oh, another movie for the list of shame. Do I have a girlfriend? <laughs> no. In the movie Falls in Our Stars, or in the book, the guys make a wish. He takes his oh, girl to go geez. see her favorite author. Yeah. Wait, that movie should be on my list of shame? Yeah. It would be if I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Or I love the movie experience. Let me say that. Because my wife and I, we went to it. Uh-huh. And the teenage girls three rows in front of us were just sobbing. <laughs> like, it was... The murder of puppies. It was like a puppy holocaust. You'd think wow. Watching you had to go there, man. Because they're going... <laughs> <laughs> the so we got the giggles. And there was still a good half an hour left in the film. So it got really awkward in the theater. And that's one of my favorite experiences when it gets awkward in a movie theater. Wow. It got awkward for other people, not awkward for you. Uh, there was some hate going on. You could feel like, <laughs> you just don't understand your love, man. You don't understand their love. <laughs> is this the one where they made out in uh yeah. what's who is it? Anne Franks. Yeah. That's her I favorite know. author. No, it wasn't no, no, they had gone to meet her author and then I already know more about this movie than I ever want to know. They, while they're stop, there they visit. Stop, I don't care. Did it. <laughs> That's my make a wish is that you stop <laughs> talking about that movie. <laughs> you you have the potential to grant it. So thanks. <laughs> All right, so that's our list of shame. Anything you left off you want to talk about? Mm, nah. I, I feel bad about not it. seeing Ben-Hur. Oh, you're missing out on all the epics. Yeah, I don't really go for the epics. I haven't seen Sophie's Choice. Not really. Is there any epic you've seen? I don't know. I, maybe not. <laughs> Ten Commandments. I don't know. That, uh, Bridge Over the count? River Kwai. Yeah, that's Bridge Over the River Kwai is not really epic. Love Bridge Over the River Kwai. Great movie. Very disjointed, though. Yeah. Haven't seen a whole lot of Marilyn Monroe movies either. I think I should see more of those. Haven't seen much Marilyn Monroe. The Misfits. And I'm not sure if I saw Starship Troopers. I can't remember having seen it. I've heard people talk about it. By far, Casper Van Dien's best film. (laughs) Ranks up there, huh? Top top ten, at least. Speaking of top ten, who's more overrated? Uh... Well, is there a more overrated person, director, than Ridley Scott? Uh, are you saying this because Exodus has done so poorly? No, it's just, see, I looked at his, his last few movies. They've all, they're all horrible. I mean, Blade Runner was good. Uh, arguably the best science fiction movie ever made. Arguably. Pretty good. But that's it. Didn't he do Alien? Yeah, Alien's pretty good, too. Are so, you another movie arguably the best? Yeah, but Prometheus is arguably one of the worst science fiction movies. Well, it's bad, but nowhere near the bottom. All right. Leprechaun in Space. He did that, too? No. That's pretty I'm bad. Just naming bad. I don't know if there's a more overrated movie director than Ridley Scott. And then, uh, I told you that Exodus Gods and Kings was not going to be any good. I haven't seen it yet. Still well, to go see it. Come on. You're going to go see that movie at 36%, and yet you're holding out to not go see Star Wars, when you know it's going to be at least 
certified fresh. It's very least certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, you're just you're just being stubborn. The struggle, the struggle. <laughs> All right, so that was the uh, list of Shane movie podcast. It's good, horrible. Hopefully, I won't lose this one again. <laughs> yes, those, that's my shame. Uh, what's our next uh, theory? Do you have anything coming up? Um, I think we've talked about Stephen King possibly doing. Possibly doing Stephen King. Uh, we have our year review show. That's right. When do we do the year review? Uh, next year. In January? January. When are we going to do the Laffies? Next year. January. So we, we, we'll do this as two separate shows. Our year in review, top ten films, but we also do the Laffies where we give out Laffies. awards for various... That's right. I haven't even thought about any of the Laffies. Yeah. Any, we any we have Laffies? some fun. Any good categories you think you come up with? I'll definitely have to do like best superhero movie, stuff like that. When did you I mean, because there are some films I saw that I really liked or I liked parts of them, elements, uh-huh. and I want to highlight those. Best movie that you've talked about to your classes. It's got to be The Homesman for me. I don't know. It's up there. Jutopia? Calvary. <laughs> Jutopia's good. Calvary, they, yeah. Calvary, they're like, what? Yeah. When I gave them the synopsis of the first two minutes of the film. All right. So we got some Laffy Awards coming up. And we got the Stephen King thing coming up. We got director versus director. Oh, did we pick our director? No, we haven't picked those yet. We got star versus star. You we got Ridley Scott. Can I take Ridley Scott? I don't know if Do I can. Do you want Tony Scott? I'll take Ridley Scott. Not knowing filmographies that well for either. All right. Battle of the Scots. Battle of the Scots. In honor of Teacher Man. All right. There you go. All right. Good movie podcast. Coming up. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. This has been the good stuff. Uh, I'm the, I'm Mr. L-Train over here. Two frames. For the two frames over there. Poxhead Bodum, everybody. There be dragons. 